Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. But, you know, I guess I guess this is just um, what do you call that public announcement (laughs) to to Hollywood? I'm sure they're listening to me. Um, If you if you need a bitch, don't ask me to read for it. Just know I can do it. Know I can deliver. (laughs) Hi, my name is Angela Kinsey and I can bat right and left handed. You're ambidextrous. That's right. So when you need your, you know, weekend softball team. Yeah. You're a righty and a Sign me up. Mm -hmm. You're a switch hitter. I'm a switch hitter. Someone call. I don't think that applies. I'm a switch hitter. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to another delightful episode of Off the Beat. You are listening to the mellifluous, harmonious, the dulcet sounds of me. Your host, Brian Baumgartner. Guys, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I couldn't get a guest for today. So I just asked my friend to join me. Her name is Angela. I know you, you probably don't know her. She's uh, she's an actor. She's got blonde hair, small frame, played an accountant on the show about a paper company. Eh, it doesn't matter. She's my friend, and, and we're going to have a little chat. Oh, oh, you know her. Well, if you know her, you're going to love this episode. In addition to some office talk, Angela and I are going to talk about her childhood in Indonesia, her comedy training, her cooking prowess, and of course, her award-winning podcast, Office Ladies, which she hosts with our other friend, Jenna Fisher. Uh, You might not know her. She's, uh, all right, you probably know her. Without Further ado, I am so excited to have on 
my next guest, which needs no introduction, Angela Kinsey. Bubble and squeak, I love it. Bubble and squeak, I know. Bubble and squeak, I cook it every morning. Left over from the night before. What's happening? How are you? I'm good. Oh, my God. Look at you, Green Bay. I got the Green Bay shirt on today. I've got I've got the glasses on. I'm experimenting with glasses, Angela. What's the experimentation? Do you need them or not? Well, I don't know. My my brain says I don't. Mm. My eyes say that I (laughs) that I do that. It's very helpful. Mm -hmm. I remember going to the eye doctor when I was, I think I was like 44 and he, and I was kind of squinting at things and he goes, how old are you? About like 46. So I was like, how dare you? <laughs> he goes, it's time like clockwork. I, it's so crazy. That's what they say. It's for like 46 is when it yeah. starts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, I we'll, we'll see. I just got them. We'll, we'll experiment. We'll try. Okay. okay. I don't know. Seems unnecessary. I mean, I'm seeing the office, la- lots of office ladies things behind you. Are you at home? Are you in your I studio? Am. This is oh. my closet. Your closet. Um, I know. I they, see on the Instagram. They came and they set it up for me. So yeah. it's got this, you know, the soundproofing stuff. Me too. And then, see my, my soundproofing your stuff. Cone of soundness. Um, yeah. And then I, you know me, Brian, I love a little tchotchke. I love a, so if if people send me stuff, I hang it on the wall behind me, basically. Oh, yeah. So well, send me not... something. I'll hang it on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice of you. Yeah, that's you're so nice, Angela. That's what everyone says. Do they really? <laughs> yeah, they they do. Can they I say. tell you? I I am a real like I have really taken a turn on small talk. Like, oh, like a turn like down. Like I'm not good at it anymore. We were just at... The weather is beautiful today, isn't it? Is it? Are you... <laughs> no, stop it. Look how I fell for your stupid small talk. I'm like, wait, is it? I like looked out the window. No, I was at my um, son's, you know, winter concert the other night. Mm-hmm. And this parent was like, how's it going? And I, you know what I blurted out? Oh, our minivan. I guess something's up with the axle. <laughs> What is they, that? This is a parent I barely know. They looked oh at me like, God. why are you telling me about your minivan? I, <sighs> I, well, you know what's so funny? Not what? 45 minutes ago, I just had a small talk exchange with someone who came to my house to do a little work. And it was. How, how'd it go? I don't think he's a big fan, so I don't think he's going to hear this. You know, it was this. Hey, I heard I was coming to your house and you're my friend's favorite character. <laughs> Thank you. I don't really watch television. Are you still shooting that show, The Office? Mm, no, mm-hmm. no. No, we mm, no, no, we're we're done with that. Mm. Yeah, he told me about some about chili. Oh, yep. That yeah. was that That's was me. me. That was me. That was me. So what 
what are you working on now? I mean, literally, it just kept oh, going and going is, right in front. This is the thing. At any point at, in, in your day, you can have a full-on interview by some stranger. <laughs> right. It was. And it, that at the thought. end of it usually makes you feel <laughs> shitty about yourself. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, and that's how it ended. Yeah, well, anyway, I, I don't watch television, but I, I think, oh, actually, the last thing he said was, but I, I think I saw you play poker once. Oh, great. Uh, yep. Yeah, was, that was me. That was that probably was me. me. Probably me back in 2012. Anyway, uh, well, here's the thing. <laughs> now I'm going to ask you all these kinds of questions. So oh, that's fun. Really fun. It's so fun to interview someone you know and you know the answers to. Well, yeah. And so like 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 me, I, I feel like everyone knows your story at least even if they don't know you, they know your story. They probably saw you play poker once on yeah. television. Um, but I I there are a few things my research team did oh, that I actually did not fully know. They found some nooks and crannies. Well, I don't even know how nooky and cranny it is. <laughs> we're going to get nooky and cranny today. You're going to get nookied. Oh, yeah, no, there were a couple of things I didn't know. I mean, first off, you grew up in Jakarta. I did. That's a city in Indonesia. I've heard you speak Indonesian uh, Bah-ha- many times. Bahasa. Bahasa. Mm-hmm. Bahasa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You speak Bahasa. Now, have you heard this phrase, third culture kid? Yes, I have. So, I mean, for those of you who haven't, I'm glad you have, because mm-hmm. I hadn't, actually. What this refers to are people that they, they have this third culture, right? There's uh, So you have your sort of home culture. You're moved overseas. Mm-hmm. Then you have the culture that you're living in there. And those two together kind of make this third culture. Does that resonate for you? Do you feel like that's how you grew up? Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, we had this young gal write in to Office Ladies, <laughs> my oh. podcast, yeah. who was also a third culture kid. Okay. And you do, you, you know, you're sort of fish out of water everywhere. So um, you're not quite part of the culture where you grew up. And then when you go back to what would be your home culture, you're don't, you don't quite fit in there either. And I think it's why a lot of kids that, um, went to international schools, wherever they are, they're all over, right? Mm. They really bond with each other and they stay in touch. My school, Jakarta International School, is having their reunion um, at the end of this month. They they pick different cities and it's going to be in Los Angeles this year. So I'm excited about that. Oh, are you going to go? I'm going to go. That's super yeah, cool. I'm super excited. My sister has been to many and um, you just, you, it's a... It's like a club you're not in until you're in it, you know, and then right. um, it's special to you to to sort of connect with other people. And the other thing about growing up in another country, too, when you move back to wherever it was you're from, at least for me when I was a kid, because I am 100 years old, so this was the 70s, and yeah. um, I lived in Indonesia all through the 70s and into the early 80s, and in the mid-80s, I moved back to the U.S., and you, when you said goodbye to people, you just said goodbye. There was no internet. There was, right. I'm not, I'm going to text you. It was snail mail. It was like, oh, right. okay. And then you would have a friend or two. Like I had a friend, Kate Livingston in Australia. Kate, oh my gosh, if you hear this, please. I like, I would love to talk to you. We wrote for years and then my letters started coming back because I guess they had moved. And oh. I, I don't know how to find Kate. I don't know where she Kate is in the world. Kate Livingston. 
Yeah. Reach out to Angela. She wants to hear from you. Yeah, Kate and Sarah. God. Remember, and Kate, they're from Australia. And Kate, you would make fun of your sister, Sarah, because she had freckles. And you'd be like, I fly just shed all over your face, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you remember? Oh. I don't remember, but hopefully she does. I would. Lo- I want to make a, a connection. Well, I was going to ask you if, so it seems like not. So there's no one that you're still in contact with. Oh yeah. Lots. Oh, oh, there are. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just so not my, Kate. Not okay. Kate, but my friend Carissa and I, um, we text all the time and share pictures and, um, and I, I have a few friends that we used to do a yearly meetup. It's kind of harder now because everyone has kids and stuff, but, um, it's, you know, such a fond, fond chapter of my life. Have you been back? I, I went. I that. went back in my twenties, but okay. I haven't. But then, you know, um, then we got the office, and that was my whole thirties, Brian. <laughs> I, that's that what my I whole thirties. I know. And you know what? When people like see you out in the world now, I don't know how it is for you, but they look at me and they're like, "You're not 30. <laughs> and I'm like, "No, I am not." <laughs> it's shocking to them. It's. I know that you don't still look the same. I. I know. I. Yeah, I was, I was, I did not remember if you had been back. So it's been since you're not since your twenties. Yeah. yeah. I want to go back again, but it's, you know, it's just harder. Jakarta has uh, somewhere around 7 million people. Yeah. uh, And you return back to the United States and settle. I guess. I don't know if that's not the word you settle in Archer city, Texas. Uh, where there's 1,500 I think people. there's 1,800 now, Brian. I think there's, I'm talking I think, about at the time. Hey, I just drove through and the population sign said 1,800. And my mom said, oh, that's way off. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know where it stands. Does but, she think um, there's more or less? She, she thinks there's more. And and oh. there were a few raised eye, eyebrows in the car that okay. might not just, might disagree. Um, my dad uh, was a drilling engineer, but he was from the small town in Texas and when we were transferred back stateside, we were transferred to Dallas. Brian, okay. Dallas in the 80s was crazy. Ooh. Wow. It was crazy. People were like, my first day, my first day of school, there was a girl s- sitting next to me. Her name was Bobby, B-O-B-B-I. This is in Dallas. Yeah. Because we were there a year. We had like a transition year. Okay. My dad was like, okay. My, before my dad was like, let's get out of Dallas. <laughs> let's go back to the farm. <laughs> but Bobby had a patch on her eye, just one eye. And, you know, I was trying to make a friend. I'm new. Right. And I said, oh, I said, do you have pink eye? I'm trying to think, what's the patch about? And she goes, oh, I got eyeliner tattooed on my eyelid and it's infected. And oh. we were we were 14. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was like I was like Dallas is like a whole other animal here. Right. Um, Bobby, if you're listening, reach out to Angela. She no, wants no. to connect. She wants to connect with you. Bobby, Bobby was very nice to me. Yeah. So, and I'm sure her eye is better. It's probably better now. Um was this moving well so you you spend a year in Dallas and Dallas yeah. is a big city it's not yeah. 7 million certainly no. not at the time not even no. close talking about that third culture kid thing now you're back in this culture Archer mm-hmm. City so small was this difficult for you oh my gosh well let's let's start with Dallas because okay. Dallas was my first entry back into the states and um 
uh, people didn't know what to do with me. They had no idea what box to put me in. I, you know, a lot of them had never heard of Jakarta. And um, I was I also. Haven't. I hadn't either until I met you, by the way. You stop it. <laughs> um, I'm like, you stop it. I was. So also coming back from my school in Indonesia to the U.S., I was ahead in four subjects. So I started my day. Dallas is very, very, you know, the school system is very big. So you have middle school, which is just like seventh and eighth grade or seventh, eighth and ninth. And then you have a high school that's like 10, 11, 12. And where I was, it was a huge school district. So I went to the middle school for half the day. Then my mom picked me up at lunch. I ate lunch in the car with my mom as she drove across town to the high school. The high school with 10, 11th, and 12th graders, and I finished the day there. So I was never at the middle school for after-school extracurriculars. I was never there for a pep rally. I was never there for anything. And then at the high school, I, and I wasn't, I didn't eat lunch with anyone. I ate lunch with my mom in the car. That's awful. 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 And now think about 14-year-old me. Um, yeah. I think I weighed um, 70 pounds. Yeah. And I looked, I was just a, a bean pole. <laughs> And also, Indonesia, I didn't wear a lot of makeup. I didn't do my hair. And this was prime Texas big hair. Yeah. And I had straight hair, not a lot of makeup, you know. And um, my mom said that, and I remember this, I would cry all the way to school. And then my mom would drop me off and she would cry all the way drive back home. I know. Way to take a turn, sorry, (laughs) to make everybody sad. It was a really, really difficult year. Oh, sure. at the high school... 10th and 11th and 12th graders, there were only three of us, three students that were not 10th, 11th, and 12th. It was me and a young fella from Pakistan. And um, and and then there was a, a gal, and I forget where she was from, but you know, we were all third culture kids. Wow. Yeah. And you know who was the nicest to me at the school? And I I never even smoked pot, Brian. I I don't, you know, I don't <laughs> smoke marijuana. The stoner kids were the nicest. Really? They were like, they were like, Jakarta, man, sounds cool. Can I talk? <laughs> yeah. They were the nicest. And I would, I would, that's who at the high school, that's right. who would like chat me up. So shout out to nice stoner kids. Shout out to nice stoner kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Pakistani kid. If you're there, please reach out to Angela. So nice. He she was wants so to reach nice. out to you. I would, uh, yes. And then the the gal I didn't know because she was in a different program than I was in. Okay, but um, I just knew of her. I knew right. there were three of us. Yeah. And then the other thing was then we moved to Archer City, and I mean I went from a five A public school. You know that's like the high Huge. school I was at in Dallas yeah. looks like a, a community college to a two A high school. So um, I graduated with 34 Oh, my people. goodness. That's, yeah. And talk about, they didn't know what to make of, they were like, who is this lady coming in here? And, oh and I loved gosh. it. I ended up loving it. I, I hit that point where I was like, we had moved, so, I had moved so many times. I was new to two schools in one year, you know, because I was new to the middle school and the high school. Right. By the time I got to Archer City, I kind of have what the kids call the zero Fs about everything. <laughs> and I think I just went in there with that bravado and then it was a blast and I loved it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I I also 
am told, and, and I'm asking more in terms of you acclimating or getting to know other students. I mean, it sounds like Dallas was a disaster anyway, but mm. that you didn't have a television. No. Until you without... moved back to the States. <laughs> yeah. So again, like, well, it's, I mean, it's still the same today. It may be about video games or it may be about sports or, you know, still some entertainment some of those cultural touchstones mm -hmm. that just help you. I mean, now we, you and I know, like there's a whole group of people who are friends because of the office that communicate in the office language yeah. that talk about episodes that quote episodes that, um, you know, that that's part of their cultural identity. You come back, you don't know, not just, Sesame Street or Mr. Rogers, but you know, shows by the time you're 14 that your parents are watching the Cosby show or, you know, I, I don't, I can't date you specifically at that moment. I, my brain's not that good, but I feel like that's what I was watching, you know, early on in the eighties. Maybe I'm wrong, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Was that difficult for you to sort of make that adjustment? And, and there must've been times when you just didn't know what the hell anybody was talking about. All the time. Yeah. All the time. I didn't know what people were talking about. I didn't know. Like Ferris I, I, Bueller's Day Off. That would be one that would have been for me. Oh, I saw Ferris? I saw that. I saw that. I thought it was so good. I was okay. so excited. I like kind of went on a binge. Like I would <laughs> just like watch everything. But I mean, I didn't know what a soap opera was. And there were girls talking about soap operas oh, and right. talking about, um, oh, Marlena. Days of Our Lives. They were talking okay. about, and I'm like, who's Marlena? What's happening? Sounds like things aren't going so good for her. <laughs> you know? I'm like, oh no, there's, and John Black, he's back. What happened to him? <laughs> and it, so I, there was all these references I didn't understand for a long time. Still, every once in a while, because there's big chapters. I had never seen a Brady Bunch episode. Never mm. seen one. You know? And then also, um, when I started doing improv, Sometimes I would walk out into a scene and, and a pop cultural reference would come up and I would have no idea. Someone said to me, oh. someone said something about the Green Hornet one time. And I was like, I'll have another, please. Like, shake and nuts, stirred. Thank you very much. You know? And everyone it was like record scratch. They're like, who is this person? Oh. That's when you just start talking indonesian yeah that's just when you like, just go into it i know that's like i'm sorry i didn't know did your parents speak indonesian by the way um my mom more than my dad okay um and and then my older sister is still very fluent in it okay um she went back there and lived later in life so and then my sisters and i just have a little shorthand where just enough um uh, it's so i speak it better than my other two sisters and so because there's four of us but we have enough of a shorthand that um we can talk about someone at the mall you know like if there's a lady at the mall we can say waduli hot that's how my my sisters speak it with a southern accent they love when i do this impression of them right. just kidding they don't <laughs> um but yes they they put a lot of extra vowels <laughs> in, into the indonesia yeah. right
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at zen.com. That's zyn.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. And I, I'm trying to th- remember when we have told this story, if we've Uh-oh. told the story publicly. I, I have been trying to like brainstorm since you reached out and we're like, Angie, you want to come on? I'm like, what is he going to bring up? What? I've been trying to like think. Well, I know a few, I know a few stories. Well, we have to bring up the fact that you and I had met before we met on the set of The Office. This is bonkers. This is bonkers. This is how when life just like circles back on you. (laughs) Do you remember the day we figured it out? We were on set. Yes. And you guys all know me and Brian and Oscar, I would say of of the whole entire cast, our nook back there, I think we spent the most concentrated time together. Yeah. You know, because we were were in the corner. We were in the corner and we could chat. They put baby in the corner. They put baby in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) They put the idiots in the corner. That's right. Um, Yeah, we were on set one day. How did it come up? I don't remember. I mean, I think it came up. So, guys, uh, Angela went to Baylor mm-hmm. for some reason. No oh, one will please. ever. No you one stop will ever. It. 
No one sick will bears. Sick of bears. No, th- that right. reason. You and your and ponies I, at SMU. I went to SMU in the aforementioned Dallas, which was not the same by the time <laughs> I got there than it was in the 80s. And we started talking, and about she knew some people. Breaks. We started talking about spring breaks. Isn't That's that how it, it came started? Out? I feel like we were like, I said something about, I am telling you, Brian, we were talking about spring break because we were about to ha- go on hiatus. And okay. I said something, we were talking about places we'd been, and I mentioned that I went to Acapulco in college. Yes. And you said, I went to Acapulco. I went to Acapulco in college. And, and I somewhere said, you around... did? And then you said, yeah, with <laughs> with like a bunch of guys from SMU. And I said, I met a bunch of guys from SMU <laughs> in Acapulco. And you're like, these guys were fight outs. And I was like, they were fight outs. Yes. I mean, I don't even want to call it a relationship. You were hanging out for a brief period of time with someone I that I knew. I had a little spring break hookup. Oh, okay. You, I wasn't going to go to any, to any specifics, but while we're at it, what exactly happened? No, I'm kidding. Oh, it was very innocent. No, for I, real. But we just hung out. We, we sort of just like hung out for spring break. Yeah. And anyway, we found out, this is insanity, that Angela and I... Not only did we go to Senior Frogs together, we were in the same van cab. We were in the same car to go to some club on the hill. I don't know. It was some something. Okay. I met... One of you, one of the, one of your friends, who right. won't say his name, right? Um, who I'm still in touch with, by the way. Oh, still, really? Still friends with. I was going to say, with. reach out. That's the still, theme no, of today. No, oh, don't. Still you don't friends. Have to. Okay. Still friends. He's lovely. Because you know, Brian, I'm like, once you're in my life, you're in my life forever. So I hope <laughs> right, right. if you meet me. <laughs> anyway, so um, we met at the hotel, and then his group of friends. I guess you weren't with them at that moment, invited us to dinner to Senior Frogs. Yeah. And we all went in this van to Senior Frogs. You and I sat at a dinner table together, except it was like a table for like 16 people. Yeah, it was enormous. And we weren't at the same side table. But then we all piled into this van and went to some nightclub. Brian, it blew our minds that day because we literally were like, I went to Acapulco. I was with Philadelphia. I went to Senior Frogs. We were like, what is happening? I know. It, I mean, the fa- that is so, I mean, I don't know. I wish there was some like specific memory that we could pull back. But anyway, we were. I mean, we, we were in a van in Acapulco together. That's pretty we amazing. And when we discovered this over in the corner of accounting, we lost our minds and we got fussed at do you remember they were like they were like hey sh- we're trying to film a tv show over here like john krasinski was like what the heck's going and then you and i were like we were in a van in we met 10 years ago or whatever i mean at that point it had been that long that long or longer before yeah yeah and had never run into each other that we know of i mean we no. could have been in a van in la too but um that is so crazy. When so, that's a long story to say. That you is went such to Baylor. A long story. That's a long story to say, though, that we our lives keep crisscrossing, which I think is fun. That that is true. But when you were at Baylor, did you have the thought that what you're doing that this is what you wanted to do with your life? Oh no, I wasn't doing what I thought I'd be doing. No, um, I know you were studying English. Yeah, I was an English major, but I was a creative writing major. Okay, and um, I 
always knew always that I wanted to write characters for myself. Okay. So, um, that's what I wanted to do. And I, my mom was very specific that she wanted me to go to a private religious college okay. in the state of Texas. This is very specific. <laughs> Because all three SMU, I, I don't think qualifies, although the Methodist is there in the are middle. Methodists. Okay. Yeah. But so I am the youngest of four girls and my three older sisters had all gone to college and dropped out and then gone back to school and got their degrees. And my mom had sort of seen how hard that was on them later in life. And so my mom was determined that I was not going to go to a big state school. I was not going to go to a party school. And so she like kind of gave me a list. Here's your list in Texas, lady, if you yeah. want us to help out with college. And wow. then and and I went and I toured Baylor. It is beautiful. The campus is beautiful. I had such a great time there. I loved yeah. it. Um Brian, Baylor is beautiful. That's beautiful. Brian, Waco. Say, say no Baylor is beautiful. beautiful. Hey. Do Bye. not Chip and Joanna Gaines are gonna come after you. Chip and Joanna, come come join me. Um, what was the moment for you where you said, I'm all in? Well, I, uh, well, Brian, here, here's how it went. I graduated from Baylor. Mm -hmm. I got a job. I was offered a job at a publishing house, a little small independent publishing company there in Waco. And my dad was like, fantastic. And I was like, no, 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 this is not. I want to perform. And they're like, you want to what? But of course they knew that. But that is not the degree I got. I didn't get a, a degree in drama and theater. So I sort of had always had this plan that I would go. Um, I, I wanted to go to New York and I wanted to uh, work on a late night talk show. I was obsessed with David Letterman. I used to record David Letterman. Ready for this? This is going to date me. I would watch David Letterman and I would get, remember the tape recorders that were like long and flat, like a rectangle? Yeah. And you would hit eject and put the tape. Yeah. <laughs> I would hold that up and I would record his opening monologue. In front of the TV. In front of the TV. And I would learn, I would like, pra like practice his opening monologue and like study the beats of how he would tell it. I was obsessed. And so I graduate from Baylor. I don't take the job. I moved back in with my parents. OMG. My dad was like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> we just paid for you this great education. And I wanted to intern in New York. So I had no connections. My family has no connections in entertainment. And so I found a phone number I mean, God, I don't even know how I got this phone number. Literally, I think I bought one of those books, you know, like a kind of like a backstage West kind of book. And I found all the talk shows and stuff in there. There was like a 1-800 number that you okay. could call, uh, like a phone number you could call for NBC Rockefeller Center in New York. So you call the number, you get the main switchboard. And this woman's like, how can I direct you? And I said, I'm calling about internships. She's like, great, let me transfer you. And then she transfers you and you get this automated message that's like, leave your name and information. Someone will call you back. Okay. So I called and I did this for a few weeks and I would just oh go gosh. to this thing and no one would call me back. And I was getting so fed up. And my parents were like, are you going to get a job? And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. So then one day I called and the woman answers, how may I direct you? And I said, I was just talking um, to a woman in internships and I got disconnected. 
And she said, oh, do you mean Nancy? And I said, yes. Yes, I mean Nancy. <laughs> Nancy. And then she's like, let me connect you. Connects me. This woman answers the phone. Hi, this is Nancy. I said, hi, I'm calling about internships. She said, how did you get this phone number? And I said, I lied. I've been calling for weeks and I lied and they transferred me to you. And she goes, okay, can you be here Monday? And this was like a Thursday. I said, I sure can. And she was like, great. I have two internships available. One is in the news department and one is on a new talk show called Conan O'Brien that no one had heard of and no one was watching at the time. Right. And I said, great, I'll be there. I hang up the phone. And I, I'm like at the phone, like in the kitchen, you know, with the long You're cord. You're in Archer City and now you I'm have in, to be in New York. Yeah, on a Thursday. And I literally yell, Mom, I'm going to New York. I have to go to New York. She's like, what are you talking about? And then I told her this. And she was like, you know, she can't go to New York. I was like, Mom, I'm going to go sell my car. She's like, what? And then she's like, Bill, get in here. <laughs> and I was like, this is my dream. I was like, I cannot stay here. If I stay here, everything you love about me is going to wither. This is what I want to do. And so I sold my car, Brian. My dad got me a car and he wanted to teach me responsibilities. He put it in my name and I had to pay for everything, you know, insurance and whatnot. Right. This was like part of my thing. And um, I sold the car and I used that money to move to New York. And my dad one day was like, probably shouldn't have put that title in your name. <laughs> But they definitely knew how serious I was. So I guess that's a long, long answer to tell you. I knew I was all in. That's amazing. I knew I was. I mean, when I graduated college, I think I was kind of, you know, in college thinking like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Am I going to do it or not? And then then finally it was push come to shove. And I was like, if I'm going to do it, I have to do it now. You got to get out. Mm -hmm. I love I love that. And you telling your parents what you love about me mm -hmm. will die yeah. if I don't. I, I won't be who I am yeah. if I don't do this. One of the tidbits I did not know. So I've I've known forever you were an intern on Conan O'Brien show. I didn't realize that you specifically worked for Max Weinberg. Yes. Yes. Again. Do you have I, a relationship with him? No. Currently? No. 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 Okay. Um, oh, that didn't go so well? Well, I don't. No, it was just an internship. It right. was just whatever. Okay. Um, I mean, he's he's particular. Okay. But so was, am I. He was totally fine. <laughs> um I once again I, I stretched the truth a tiny bit, Brian. Okay. Okay. I applied, I got the you intern. Told him, you told him you went to SMU. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no. I I um got the internship on Conan O'Brien and I just was put into the general intern pool. And um there were writers interns and the writers interns got to be in the writers room. There were interns. Mm. Uh, there was a music intern that got to be in the studio. Well, I wanted to be to quote Hamilton in the room where it happened. And the general intern pool was not it. You were just constantly going and getting people coffee or just running, making copies for them, stuff like that. And all of a sudden, while I was interning, a position for Max's intern, the music intern came available. And so I went to the executive producer, Jeff Ross, not the comedian. You guys, this is a different person, a different Jeff, different Ross. Jeff Ross. And I was right. like, hey, can I apply for that music intern? I'm sure he's like, what is this kid doing? Because like, why? First of all, why is she coming into my office? <laughs> like, I'm the executive producer. <laughs> Shouldn't she go tell the people who run the intern program? Yeah. And so um, I 
you know, went to interview for it and they were like, uh, tell us, do you, you know, what do you know about music? Do you love me? I was like, I, everything. Love music. It's my life. <laughs> and for anyone that knows me, knows that I know three words to any song. I don't know the full song. Um, I don't know who sang it. I don't know what album it's on. I don't know the musical instrument. I know I'm like, I'm the worst. Yeah. On a road trip, too. I'm the worst because yeah. I know five words to the song you like. And I'm going to get them wrong. And somehow they were like, okay. And then the first day they were like, we need you to go to SIR. You know, Max wants his drumsticks and he wants this and there's this. And there was a list of all of these instruments and things that I had never even heard of. <laughs> and I had to go to this place called SIR. What's that stand for? <laughs> Studio Instrument Rentals, I think. Oh, okay. Um, but, that makes sense. But I learned from one band that they didn't think it was the best one, and they called it Shit in Road Cases. <laughs> That's what I learned. <laughs> but anyway, all of a sudden, I'm getting all... And I just went into the guy, uh, into the office of this place, and I had this list, and I said, hey, I lied to get this internship. I don't know what this is. Can you help me? <laughs> And it turns out when you're really honest, sometimes people are like, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That good for you though. That showed initiative. Yes. Right. And it got you in the room. It got me in the room. And then I got to be there when everything was happening that I wanted to see when Conan was practicing his monologue and when Andy Richter and him were doing stuff and it, it just, that's where I wanted to be. I wanted to be right there. I love that. I love that story. And and full circle moment years later, I got to be a guest on Conan O'Brien. That was my first real full life circle moment. Right. With the band, with Max, that I used to be their intern. Did you and talk to him when you were there? Yeah, Did you yeah. Say, like, I was like, hey. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was so excited. And Jimmy Vivino, who um, was always so nice to me, and La Bamba, the, guy, the whole band was great. Then I got to be on David Letterman, and I was... Like, I could not hold a thought in my head. I couldn't even reconcile the fact that this kid that would stand in front of this TV with her tape recorder and record this person, I was now sitting on the sofa talking to him. I was, oh my gosh, full That's circle so life cool. moment. That's so cool. I love that. And and that that was what you wanted to do. Yeah. To make it better. That's incredible. I love that. Thanks, bud. I don't know if you guys know, Angela Kinsey starred as Angela Martin in a television show called The Office for 10 years, nine seasons. Um, Yeah, really, that's all I had to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've talked to Angela in the past. You can go back and and hear everything she has to say about The Office. I don't really want to talk about that time except... To ask you a, a question that I get asked a lot, post office, how difficult has it been for you to separate yourself from the role of Angela Martin? And and is that even import, important to you at all? You mean when I'm going out for other jobs? Yeah, yeah. for other projects or, or just being perceived in terms mm-hmm. of your work now. Well, I definitely had a series of jobs after the office where people just wanted me to be like a slight different shade of Angela Martin, just mm-hmm. kind of a bitchy person. Right. And I did have a moment where I was like, hey, I have done that for a long time and I'm ready to do something new. 
Um, and I got to do a few really fun characters. I loved playing the mom in Tall Girl. Yeah. And, um, and Tall Girl too. And Tall Girl too. She's still tall. Yeah. Um, I played. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. That's, that's my. Not, that's, that's my tagline. Okay, that's, that's yours. Line. I like it um, though. Thank you. I will. Um, <laughs> it's a. It was. You know. I got to be in all these great scenes with Steve Zahn and. The young actors were great so great actor. too. Yeah, and um, so I loved. I I was like, oh, I can be kind of like a little bit of that ditzy, self-absorbed mom of a certain age that loves her white wine. Just not that different, maybe <laughs> than who I am in real life. Closer, um, a little closer, a little closer. Yeah. Um. So I had a good run at doing that too, and that was fun. But one of my favorite things, uh, recently was there was a show coming out and. They reached out to me about a role, and it was a producer that's done a lot, Brian. You would know said producer. And I've never worked with him before, but they said, we would like her to come in and audition for the role of this woman who's kind of uptight. She's persnickety. She doesn't really have anything nice to say about anyone, you know. And um, I had this moment, Brian, where I said, no, no, here's the thing. I did that. And I did it really well for nine years. So if you want that, I can give that to you. No problem. So my audition is seasons one through nine of the office. Check the fucking tape. Yeah. Check the fucking tape. I was like, I want you to uh, go to, at the time, Netflix and watch any episode of The Office and let me know if I got the job. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. That's what I said. I go, and then I told my... I told my agent, I said, if anyone um, calls and asks me if I will come in and read for them to be the bitch, will you just um, forward them a link to The Office seasons one through nine? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with that. And that's I think that's part of being in your 50s. There's some things you're just done with. Well, and I'm done with you. Yeah. I'm done with nonsense. <laughs> I can play the nonsense. bitch. We know this now. Right. We know this. Yes. And And yeah, that's the thing. It's not ego. It's no. not, it, it's, it's, it's not like, oh, I, I am not going to come and audition or read for you, but it's like the conversation that I have with, with my representatives is basically like, do they know right now whether they want me or not? Like it's, it's, it's done. Like yeah. I, I, they don't have to hire me They're They may be looking for a different color or a different, whatever. But if it's if the role is in a specific window yeah. that that aligns with what I have done or you have done over many many years, let's not waste each other's time. Let's not waste each other's. Let's time. not waste each other's exactly. time. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. If it is something I've never done before, or you haven't seen, or I haven't done that, that particular character, I am so happy to come in an audition. I like to work on a scene. I like to go in. But you know, I guess I guess this is just um. What do you call that public announcement <laughs> to, to Hollywood? I'm sure they're listening to me. Um, if you if you need a bitch, yeah. don't ask me to read for it. Just yeah. know I can do it. Know I can deliver. Um, you mentioned Tall Girl. Is that your favorite role since The Office? You've had a lot. Haters back off. Yes, I loved. I Hot loved Wives. Of oh my gosh, Orlando Hot Wives was Las so Vegas. fun. Impress me. I mean, what, what, what is your favorite or what, how about this? Here's a different, what is the work that you're the most proud of that you have done since the office? 
Well, you know, I feel like there's moments where you just get to really stretch yourself a little. Mm -hmm. And definitely in Haters Back Off, that character, there was a real sadness to her, even though it was a comedy. And I loved sort of dipping into that. And I loved, I loved Tall Girl. And I had this recurring character on Fresh Off the Boat that was really Mm -hmm. fun. But recently, Pam Adlon reached out to me and said, hey, it's the final season of Better Things. And I have this little cameo, Ange, but I'm going to write you this great monologue. And will you come do it? And I was like, sure. And I just wanted, I just love her. And I just wanted to to be part of her final season. And she, she wrote this moment that I feel like I had people reach out to me about this scene, Brian, text me, like my phone was blowing up. Because it was just so honest. It was this mom who is just talking about her son going off to college and she gets a little tipsy. She drinks too much sake and (laughs) she just kind of has this heartfelt monologue and then gets in the car and is trashed. (laughs) Just, but it, it was so tender and then also funny. I got to do so many turns, you know, as an actor, when you get to do lots of turns. And um, it's one of my favorite things I've done since The Office. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for and sharing that. And it's a that. small, small moment. No, I've I had, know. I've had bigger roles in other things, but I think it was just one of those moments where I'm like, oh, I get to do a lot in this one moment. And yeah. it's all about me. It's, yeah. you know, the character. Yeah, I love that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. 
Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zyn 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I saw on the old gram, uh, you got, well, by the way, Angela Kinsey and Jenna Fisher host a podcast, one of the largest in all of the land, Office Ladies. And I saw on the gram, you are entering the final season of rewatching The Office, season nine. Uh, I, the first thing I saw was New Guys. I saw the, the title, and I was like, wait, they're doing New Guys? That's, yeah. that's, that's the last season. That's season nine. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like, that's the last. That's the last one. Um, I mean, it's been obviously an enormous success. How much fun has it been for you? Not just working with Jenna so closely for so long. And I know how close the two of you are, but how much fun has it been to connect with so many other people that we worked with and to really over the span of years, relive the show? It is my favorite thing I've done in my entire career. My favorite thing. It eclipses everything. And I, you know, the office holds such a special place in my heart, right? It is, it is my favorite on-camera thing. You know, you say, what was your favorite role after the office? It's, it's, it's hard to really have anything measure up to the office. Nothing real. I mean, nothing ever really will for me. It, that was just so special. And until we do the accountants, the spinoff, of course. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, when, when is that? When is that starting? Do we have a date yeah, yet to start it? This, this is a joke that I know people that, you know, listen to Office Ladies know that me and Brian and Oscar used to regularly pitch that the spinoff would be called Los Acantadores. Oscar Los Angela. Cantadores. And it would be on Telemundo. And, and the tagline was Oscar, Angela y Kevin. <laughs> So, Peacock, if you're listening, I would still do the accountants because that would be so fun. Yeah. Do we have a date yet, though? We don't have a date yet. We need to set that. We need to get that in motion. (sighs) Okay. But doing the podcast with Jenna, reconnecting with the cast and crew, and also with the community of people that love The Office. It is just amazing. I'm so humbled by it that our show lives on the way it does, that it brings people together. And I I love it. I love it so much, Brian. It's my one of the things I'm most proud of. How does it feel knowing that you're starting the last season? And at least in its current form, it will be done. You'll have to say goodbye yeah, again. Yeah. So, so Office Ladies, Jenna and I have decided isn't going anywhere. Okay. We love doing this so much. So, you know, when we're done with the rewatch, we do have an idea for a fun follow-up podcast. So, um, I want teaser. teaser. That's teaser. what we call a teaser it's in the business. It's called a teaser. So, yeah. we, um, we want to stay podcasting. We just love it. And, I mean, it's fun, Brian, isn't it? You're so good at it. It's so fun. I love it. It's my, I love it's a, it. It's my favorite part of the week. 
Yes, me too. Me too. This week, because I'm about to do some traveling, I've done a lot this week. I'll be honest, Mm -hmm. but it is truly the time getting to talk with old friends like you. And I mean the fact that we've known each other for a long time. I'm not calling you old. Um, uh, and, I, I, it's okay. I'm 52. And, <laughs> and meeting and meeting new people. I mean, I, yeah. I just, yeah. I, I love it. I, I love it. I love it too. Brian Cranston just came in the studio with us. And I mean, Brian, I hung on his every word. He literally is someone who could read the phone book, like just the way he talks. And he ended up asking us questions. And I was like, wait, Jen, I think he just interviewed us. (laughs) (laughs) It was just so interesting. But like you said, I was like, gosh, just to have, you know, an hour and a half with Steve Carell or, you know, oh, we talked to Kelly Cantley and I know you have too. just the people. uh, Kelly was the AD on the office, the assistant director. And just people who are so dear to us and special and to be able to just sit and chat with them. Yeah. It's a gift. Are you going to be sad though? When, when the rewatch is done? I will be, I will be. I've really loved rewatching the show. I hadn't seen the show all the way through since it aired. There are many episodes that we're watching really and truly. I haven't seen since that first week when Mm -hmm. it was on, remember appointment television on Thursday nights on NBC so I am going to be sad, but I told Jenna, I was like, maybe we'll just rewatch the whole thing again. <laughs> that, that is not our spinoff podcast. That but, is a, but, but that's I, a way to keep it going. But I actually, <laughs> I actually, um, instead of like, like tall girl too, it's like office ladies still watching, um, still watching, still watching. But I told her, I'm serious. I think now that the podcast, like we've rewatched it all. I kind of want to just go back and rewatch it now for me. You know what I mean? Right. Just as an audience. Now, I I haven't asked you this either. Are you now obviously, you know, for scheduling and and all of that, you you I'm sure there are times where you're maybe recording more than one in a week or, you know, you're you're ahead of of obviously when it airs. Spoiler alert. That's yes. how it works. Yes. What what's your process? Like are you watching it weekly typically? Like one episode? Okay, here's here's my work week, ready? Okay. Okay. So we record on Thursdays, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I my work week then it sort of starts again after Thursday. So Thursday's like my Friday, guys. And then on Friday, what I do is I watch the next week's episode. Okay. That's what I'm asking. Okay. Yeah. So I, I watch it first time on Friday. Then on Sunday, I watch all the bloopers, any like bonus scenes. And I also have the shooting drafts. So then I will, on Monday, I read the the shooting draft. And I look to see, like, what stayed in, what didn't. I'll look to see what kind of, um, they call them the candy bag alts. We talk about this on mm-hmm. Office Ladies. Those were all the, like, um, extra stuff we might read for a talking head, uh, the monologues we would do. Then Jenna and I decide, who do we want to reach out to? Okay, Brian directed it. I'm going to reach out to Brian because I have a few questions about this one scene. And then maybe she reaches out to a cast member. Then we look to see any articles written about the show at the time. I look through all my old emails to see if we were trading emails about something at the time. I look through old photos. We just, we really dig deep into it and try to find all the layers about that episode. And then on Tuesday or Wednesday, I'll watch it again all the way through. Because now I have all this information. So I'll watch it again to see if I missed anything if there's any background catch, if there was a fan question, and then we record on Thursday. 
So typically I watch an episode of The Office three times, the same episode. So you watch it, how it aired. I watch watch it, how it aired with no information. I just watch it just to watch it. Watch it. And then I watch it after looking at the shooting draft, our bloopers or deleted scenes, things like that. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's, that's, that's going to be a lot that you're going to miss then. Yeah. In a short few. Yeah. Weeks slash months. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing too, that's interesting to me is that, you know, I'll watch an episode that we prep three times, but a fan has seen the episode 17 times, you know, everybody knows the show way better than we'll ever know it, Brian. Yeah. Even with all of our like unturning, like different behind the scenes information and yeah, but the actual episode, no one will ever know it better than the true office fan. Yeah. It's so funny. I re- <laughs> you just reminded me, and I can't remember how many times it was, but I had the opportunity to interview Billie Eilish, and I know you've talked to her. And I, whatever it was, I posted about it online, mm-hmm. like she's watched it fourteen times. It was fourteen or seventeen or something like that. It's like thirty something, probably. And. No, that was her that was her number. Oh yeah. And in all of the comments, all it was was people making fun of her because she hadn't seen it enough. Oh and I my was like, gosh. Guys. Guys. Oh my gosh. Guys. Back off, guys. Come wow. on. Wow. Yeah, cuz she knows it so well. She knows it very well. Yeah, she knows it very well. We did a like a quiz with her when she was on Office Ladies, and she just skunked me and Jenna. I mean, she skunked Jenna. I came in second. <laughs> you came in second. Yeah. <laughs> Rain would come significantly behind Jenna. I'll tell you that. Rain is hilarious. Oh. Whenever we reach out to him about an episode, we're like, hey, Rain, this is an episode, you know, Dwight had a really big story arc in. What do you think about this? He'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I know. What? I know. I know. I remember <laughs> I talked to him and it was like within six minutes. And I think he and I talked for almost two and a half hours within six minutes. I, I had all my pages. I had all this prep yeah. done and my brain went only macro questions. No micro quit. Like yeah. no, no specifics. Uh-uh. No. Ca- yeah. It's yeah. Well, good for him. Um, <laughs> That was very uh, Southern. That was kind of like, bless his heart. Bless his heart. (laughs) Good for him. Bless his heart. I have a new scoop to deliver to the world today, unless someone wrote a press release today. Uh, You and your amazing husband, Josh Snyder, just sold a cookbook. Congratulations. Thank you. What What is it about? Okay, what? so we have been wanting to do a cookbook together for a long time. You know, my I husband's amazing baker. You know yes. this. You've been on our YouTube series, Baking with Josh and Ange. Bage- ba- yes, both mm-hmm. baking and cooking. Just bake. Oh, well, yeah. No, right. We did cook, didn't we? We, we, we made chili um, once. We made chili once. Yeah. So Josh has a ton of recipes. He's a food blogger and he's awesome. And we have our family favorites. And our kids' favorites. And we just really wanted to finally put all of our favorite recipes in a cookbook that we can share. And I'm just so excited even just for our kids to have it. So it's going to be recipes plus little stories, slice of life, photos, and stuff like that. And we're super, super excited about it. It's basically like 
Josh and Angie's family favorites. Yes. Family favorites. Mm-hmm. Did that I just is, title That is it? not the title. I can't, I can't release the title yet. Oh, damn We're going to have a big reveal. Okay. Um, I understand that. But that's, yeah. but that's amazing. I love that idea. Thank you. Well, you've done two cookbooks. So. Well, one, I'm in the middle, I'm in the middle oh, of right, it. It's, right. No, I mean, it's. Yes. I have the barbecue cookbook that's coming out in a few months here. The chili cookbook. I mean, it's it's work. It's a lot to get I it know. all together. You man. know, right before I hopped on the podcast with you, we had a phone call with our publisher and she was going through the dates that we have to turn things in and yeah. all of this. And I'm I I could see Josh. He was doing that thing he does where when like for example, um, we were in Scotland and we asked directions and this guy talked for about 10 minutes to us and I could tell Josh didn't know a single word he said. He, was, <laughs> he gets this look in his eyes of like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh-huh. so, I mean, he's very excited about it. But like, as we were listing things off, I could see he was like, oh, this this is going to, okay. And when, when, and oh, that's a lot. Okay. Um, so it's a ton of work, as you know. Yeah. I mean, Jenna and I's book, The Office BFFs. Yeah. It took us three years and seven months to write that book. <laughs> Now, if we did start writing it, we started writing it during the pandemic, to be fair. And all of a sudden, what, what I'm teaching, you know, fourth grade science. Are you kidding me? Like we're homeschooling. Like I get a list. I got it. I need a beaker and some string. And I'm like, what am I doing? (laughs) And I also have to go write a book. Yeah. Brian, I should say, though, just so you know, we did. We did tease it on the podcast on Office Ladies and that came out last week. So I don't, you're not, oh, for, we I don't care. Okay. Okay. Listen, if I say it's breaking news, it's breaking news. It's okay. breaking news. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. I just wanted you to know. <laughs> no, it's okay. Totally okay. Fine. Okay. No, it's totally fine. I uh, am so happy for your success. I'm so happy that you're happy M- more than anything. I'm happy that you're happy and that you're enjoying it so much. And you're giving such joy to so many people. I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm just, no, I'm just so happy for you. That makes, that makes, um, makes me, that's so sweet. I just love you so much, Brian. We, we weathered a lot together over in that corner and a lot of laugh. Oh my gosh. A lot of life happens in nine years and you were always there for me. You were always there for me. And I just, I just adore you. Well, I love you too. And I so appreciate you coming on, celebrating the office ladies beginning season nine, the final season. It is, as they call it, it's the final countdown. It's the final countdown. Good luck. I can't wait to hear where the show's going to go. Yeah. From there. Jen and I are very excited. We are super excited about it. And we so appreciate our office ladies family and um we we want to just keep doing it. Keep doing yeah. it. Well, I'm 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 really glad you are. And good luck on the cookbook. If you need any uh if you need any t- I mean basically all I told you was it's not easy. Yeah, I might but... need I might need more <laughs> guidance than that, Brian. Uh all right, I'll give you here here's here here's my here's my biggest best piece of advice. This for is writing so, a this cookbook. This is so dumb. Please. For write, for writing a cookbook. Okay. Find someone early to do the forward. Oh, that's so smart, Brian. 
Yeah. I hadn't even thought about the forward. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Good. Good. Find some, some find somebody early to do the forward. Okay. They'll appreciate it. And um and yeah. Cause okay. that's the one. Cause you're like, they give, you know, if somebody gives you a deadline, you have yeah. to do it. If yeah. somebody gives a theoretical deadline for a thing that isn't quite figured out yet. Oi, oi. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, listen, I loved being on here chatting with you. I'll come back anytime because you're one Thank of my you. favorite people on the whole planet. And you guys out there listening, be sure to write Peacock, give him a call, let him know you'd like to see the accountants. Los Cantadores. Los Cantadores. Oscar, Angela y Kevin. There you go, Angela, Kinsey. Thank you so much. Thank I love you, you, bud. Love you too. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Angela, I love you. Thank you so much for taking some time with me today. Good luck finishing off the rewatch of The Office. And uh, listeners, if you want to hear us talk more, well, uh, then you can go back, listen to Angela's episode on this podcast specifically about The Office, or you can go to Office Ladies. Listen to the episode I was on, Casual Friday, and many more. Thanks for tuning in. I will see you again right here, not this week again, but next week. So make this one a good one. Off the Beat is hosted and executive produced by me, Brian Baumgartner, alongside our executive producer, Ling Lee. Our senior producer is Diego Tapia. Our producers are Liz Hayes, Hannah Harris, and Emily Carr. Our talent producer is Ryan Papa Zachary, and our intern is Ali Amir Sahin. Our theme song, Bubble and Squeak, performed by the one and only Creed Bratton. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 